Welcome to episode 19 of Learning with Young Leaders. Moving forward, we'll release an episode every alternate Wednesday, where we share stories and experiences of young leaders for you to learn from their experiences and how they set themselves up for success. Listen in to hear how many of these guests discover their passion and drive in life that allows them to do well at what they love best. In this episode, we have Roberto, Innovation Account Executive and Startup Scout at Startup Bootcamp. Roberto shared about his international exposure, interesting startup trends, what it means to be a leader, and much more. Do subscribe to our podcast for the latest episodes and support us by sharing this with whoever would benefit from it. If you wish to connect with like-minded individuals, do join our LinkedIn group as well. Now, let's hear from Roberto. Hi, Roberto. Thanks for joining us on this podcast episode. Really excited to be speaking to you uh, today. And I believe you're calling from Amsterdam, right? Hello, Marcus. How are you doing? Thank you very much for this opportunity. And yes, I am in Amsterdam now. 5 p.m. in a really not sunny day. So that's <laughs> the normal. That's the normal here. Yeah, so I, I, you're one of the first few guests that I have internationally on my podcast. So really excited to learn from your experience. And I believe you have quite the international exposure as well. So I think um, we'll, we'll be learning a bit more about that later on. But why don't you share with um, everyone a bit about your background and what you're doing currently? Okay, thank you. Well, I will try to be a bit brief, but I am originally from Venezuela. So I was born and raised in Venezuela. I actually did my university there in industrial engineering. But I always wanted to live abroad. And I have Italian family, also Dutch family, Spanish family, because Venezuela is a really diverse uh, country because of the immigration back in the 50s. So I did my exchange in Sweden during my bachelor, one year living in a small town called Lund. It was amazing, but I had to go back to Venezuela. I finished my studies. I worked for almost two years in management consulting in a Venezuelan and Colombian firm. Actually, it was great. A great opportunity, growth opportunity, learning. But the situation in Venezuela right now is not really good. It's horrible, but even back then was already bad. So I decided that the best for me was to leave the country. So I went again to Sweden, but this time to another city called Uppsala. And I did my master's there in, in innovation management. So with my background in engineering, I wanted something more in innovation because I love engineering, but I always like, you know, more the financial part, business management. So I did my master's in Uppsala, Sweden, and that was a two-year master's. But in my second year, I did exchange again, and I came to the Netherlands, to a city called Utrecht, and I did my one semester here and my, my master's thesis also here in entrepreneurial leadership. And that's really how I got hooked with entrepreneurship in general. I got to know about the startup community in the Netherlands, especially in Amsterdam. So I like it so much that I started looking for a job here. And I, I found a job in a startup bootcamp, which is one of the largest startup accelerators in the world. 
probably the, the largest in Europe. And now I have been working for a startup bootcamp two years. And what I do is I am a startup scout. So I am researching online, in conferences, everywhere, the best early stage startups, the most eager founders in different industries. And I understand what they do. I talk with them. I engage in conversations. And depending on that, I recommend I recommended some of our products, our programs. And that's it. That's, that's me. Oh, I, just from the introduction, I picked up so many different countries. You, you went from <laughs> Venezuela, Sweden, Netherlands, Amsterdam. Wow, okay. So you mentioned also that you actually started in consulting and then you yes. eventually moved into um, like entrepreneurship. So was entrepreneurship yes. a concept that you got hooked onto like it, it, after getting involved into it or had you always had the idea of, you know, you wanted to pursue something on your own? Well, that's a good question because the truth is that I had never in the past thought about it, but I actually, I was entrepreneurial in my way of living, you know, like in Venezuela, back in my childhood, um, when I was with uh, my friends, we always tried to find ways to, to make extra money, you know, like let's say every four years for the World Cup, we will have the sticker album, like the Panini and then selling uh, and reselling the stickers to get extra money. And yeah, I was trying to, to do something different besides the regular path of uh, a kid in studying and so on. And also I started also a business with some friends when I was doing, when I was working as a consultant, I also started a business with some friends. So yeah, it was always in my way of living, but to be honest, I never... I, I never felt or I never understood or were, I never knew the word entrepreneurship. I, I don't know. It was just normal for me, but I was not the classic guy that I want to be my own boss and I want to be an entrepreneur. No, I don't know. It just happened, but I never realized that I actually like entrepreneurship. So what was it about entrepreneurship that caught your attention at the start when you first got hooked? I think what I like about entrepreneurship is it's not that yeah I am my own boss and so I mean of course that's nice that you have that flexibility but for me what I think is super interesting super amazing to feel is that you can create something from nothing you know that there was nothing and then based on your ideas your effort your work your teamwork with your colleagues then you have something you have a, a product a service something that was not there before so i think that's really a, a nice feeling right and and i wanted to bring up a point was also that you actually left um where you were previously to actually go to amsterdam to work right so what was that kind of um like feeling like or what was like how, how do you feel like having to to leave behind um, what you had and and move into a whole new different city yeah well that's that's a tough situation Especially because in Venezuela, I was living a comfortable life, let's say. Like, I mean, I, was, I had a job that I was learning a lot. I had, I had a nice life, you know, like I had my friends, my family, easy life. But it was too, 
conformist if I would have stayed there because in Venezuela there were not opportunities to grow professionally or to, independ to, to be independent because of the low salaries and the high cost of living. So I wanted more challenges and I decided to leave my comfort zone in, the, in Venezuela and I went. Of course, it was not an easy situation because if I would have decided, I would have stayed a bit longer because I like a lot what I was doing in management consulting. I was learning a lot, but it was not feasible to stay longer because it's, I mean, the situation in Venezuela was crazy. Also the security. I mean, you, you didn't have like proper quality of living. You were always scared because it's really dangerous in there. So it's sad that you need to leave your country and your family because of an external um, situation, but in the end was the best. And I'm happy that I did it. And I got to know so many different cultures and um, things, friends. So it was worth it for sure. So what have been some of the more interesting um, experiences of like, or like differences across all the countries that you've been to? The most interesting thing, and I always say this when people ask me is the different culture, like from different people, their backgrounds, their, their culture is so amazing because you realize that we are all different, but at the same time, we are all together, all the same. Like we laugh the same from the same jokes. We have like a similar taste, but the truth is that we were raised super differently with different traditions, different food, different music. I think that mix is, is, is great to experience. So I have... I am so glad that I had the opportunity to move to very international uh, cities because I got to know people from all over the world, not really only people from Sweden or from the Netherlands, but from the whole Europe, like America, Asia, even Africa. I mean, it's, it's just crazy how big the world is and how different, but at the same, so similar. That's interesting. And what do you think are some of the more interesting trends? Um, I, I would say like in the startup ecosystem over there, because I'm not very aware of um, how uh, things are like over there. So what have been some of the more interesting trends that you've picked up on? Well, we are a very international company. So we are not really locked like down here in the Netherlands or even in Europe. It's true that we focus more in Europe and innovation in Europe has their own pay, pace and it's not going at the same like speed as uh, the US or even China, for example. But, but we are really international. So I cannot say about the Netherlands in, in, in specific, but definitely something that is super trendy right now that I love that this is happening, this sustainability. And especially now because I am working for the fashion program so we focus in fashion startups, sustainability in the fashion industry. Because the fashion industry is the second most polluted industry. And now there are so many startups, so many people trying to, to, to fix this. Like changing the whole value chain, but also changing the consumer behavior. Like the, the purchasing behavior, the, the way that people buy clothes. I think it's, uh, it's great. And there are solutions that they are super uh, crazy and super fun to see. 
And what have been some of the more interesting startups that you've um, scouted thus far? Yeah. Well, there are many startups. This is a tricky thing. And I'm going to say it here. There is probably not one unique startup in the world in terms of the solution and their technology. Because, man, we are, I don't know, 7 billion people. I mean, it's, it's really unlikely that you have a unique product. But what makes it different, and especially in the stage of the startups that we see, is the team. So we focus a lot in the founding team. We focus, we see if that team is able to make it happen. So it's able to overcome all the difficulties that will come in the, in the, in the process of, of being successful. And if they will going to grow this company, it's going to be the next unicorn and the next you know, Google Apple. So there's one company that is in fashion and is in is based in the UK. It was part of our uh, one of our programs and I got to to know the the founding team. It's a girl with a Venezuelan guy. But this is super a coincidence. Like it's not because I am from Venezuela, but the girl her name is um uh, Bianca and the company is called Wedding. And it's a digital wardrobe and there are many solutions like that because I scout and I see many, but this team is really special. And when I say digital uh, wardrobe is this, that you take picture of all the clothes that you have and then they are all in one app in your, in your mobile phone. And then they give you recommendation of what to wear. Like they, they change, I mean, they, they put together, okay, this shirt with this pants, with these shoes, and they make you recommendations. And if you don't have anything, they tell you, okay, you can buy this. Uh, or this, but always in this sustainable mindset of do not buy too much. And if you're going to buy, buy something used already or upcycle or recycle and so on. So for example, that team really uh, impressed me. The solution is super cool, but also, but the team is super special. But there is another startup that I actually, I just saw a couple of uh, days ago and it's called Impossible Brands. I really don't, I mean, I don't know the team. I just saw them scouting. And this, what they do is that they sell digital clothes. So not physical, digital. So let's say, that, I mean, I, I go to the website and I say, okay, I want some pants of this color, this texture, whatever. And then you buy, the, buy them digital. And it's like, okay, uh, what are you going to do with that? You're, you cannot wear it. <laughs> but actually, you can wear it digitally. So you can put it like in your social media. You can, you know, like uh, now there are more avatars and things like that. So that could be like your digital image. And then you have even, I think even Prada and Gucci, they have like this digital clothes. Or for example, for gaming, now you can, you, you can buy skins for your, 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 your character in, I don't mm-hmm. know, Fortnite or whatever. And then you can dress them, especially with uh, Gucci or with something. So they sell digital clothes. I find it so crazy, but people <laughs> is actually willing to pay for that because they want their digital clothes. Right, because they want to have like a different outfit every time they, they appear on social media or something, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, and now with the lockdowns, with the COVID, everything is digital. So, you know, you, you don't need to actually change your clothes because you don't go outside of your house, then just change your digital clothes. <laughs> Oh, that's really interesting. I've never, I've never heard of something like that before, actually. 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So yeah, I like to follow up on that part, right? With what are some characteristics of the team that makes a team tick? I mean, you mentioned that the team is definitely a very important part of a startup. Yes. So what what is it specifically that you're looking for? Yeah. Well, mm, the first thing is a complementary team. I mean, that's uh, basic. We want somebody who is the the one with this business uh, mindset, let's say this uh, very driven person. But we also, especially because we invest in tech companies, we want a person in the founding team with tech background. And of course, I mean, especially those two backgrounds, but depending we, uh, of the kind of startups, we also have this, what is called the hipster one, which is more like a thinking out of the box, the hipster, the, the creative mind of the team. So a complementary team, but also somebody who really feels the problem. You know, somebody that that knows what is the problem, he feels it and he really wants to fix it. For example, a couple of months ago, we had one team in the health program and they were, there was a, it was an old guy, not the classic young entrepreneur. And he was, his product was a smart glasses. And yeah, but, but you wonder why this guy wanted to create a smart glasses. But the thing is that he had met a person not even his kid, not even his child, but a kid that he didn't have like a good sight. So he lost the sight and he wanted to create that because he felt so in pain for this kid that couldn't see. I said, no, I need to create a solution for this. So the story behind it's, it's really important because that's what that gives them the, the motivation to, to accomplish their, their goals. Well, we also like a lot of um, like connections, let's say, in the industry. So, for example, we are looking for startups in health. We don't want a person that has nothing to do with health, that has never been in a hospital besides going because he was feeling sick, you know? Somebody that really understands the industry and can steer some, some things there or have some connections, some kind of attraction there. Uh, that's also important for us. Another thing that is really difficult to, to, to measure, but is vision. So we like founders with a vision, not only looking for something in the next month. I want to get, I want to get money uh, for whatever reason in the next year. No, something in a longer view and a vision, what they want to accomplish with the company. And another one I want to finish this is something that we call coachability. Coachability, that means somebody that is good in what they do, of course, but they know that they don't know everything. <laughs> they are able to accept help yes. from mentors, from the investors, from anybody. So somebody that is really humble and accepts that he needs help to grow a company. Right. And I just want to build on a point that you mentioned, which is the connections, right? So along the same line of thought, what are your thoughts on like young entrepreneurs or like student entrepreneurs who might not have the required um, sort of like industry expertise as some of the more experienced entrepreneurs? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that's true. But I think that is something that overcomes this 
And especially when you're young is the energy and the passion. Because maybe you lack experience in the beginning, but your energy, your motivation, you will be able to meet all the people that you need to meet in any industry. There are so many opportunities. Unfortunately, now because of Corona, there are not so many physical events, but there are plenty online events where you can go and literally say hi to everybody in the event and get to know them. If you need a person in the health industry, go to, an, uh, to a health event and meet everybody there, introduce yourself, show your motivation, your idea, your mindset, and I'm sure you will overcome that like uh, lack of experience. I mean, everybody, one time, they didn't, at one point of their life, they didn't have experience, right? So you have to, to, with your skills, with your ambition, you know, you will create this experience. Okay, that's nice to hear. And for you personally, having amassed all these um, startup experience, is your eventual goal to become and like start your own business and become an entrepreneur yourself, or what? What do you see going ahead? Well, this has been a recurring question in my life for the past uh, few years. At the moment, well, I mean, this is not entirely true because at the moment I'm happy that I can support entrepreneurs. So I'm super happy supporting them and like helping them achieve their dreams. And I feel really reward, like it's really rewarding that. I, I now I want to actually move into, into venture capital because I think I can have a better impact supporting startups with larger investment. So I am, you know, maybe in the coming month, years, I'm gonna do the transition to venture capital loans. But I am also in, on the side working with uh, one of my best friends in a startup idea, you know? So it's like, okay, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I'm happy like this. But at the same time, if somebody comes with an idea, that was, this was my best friend a couple of months ago. And he said, okay, let's do something. And actually it was a really good idea. So now I am working on that with him. So it was not <laughs> my original plan, but it came and I, I cannot say no. You know, if uh, entrepreneurship comes to my life, I cannot say no. So um, it's not in my long-term view at the moment, but it could happen. I don't know. I'm working on this. We are really early now, really, really early. Uh, idea stage. So who knows? But the truth is that every now and then we are working on this idea. So as I said, I always have this entrepreneurship spirit, even if I don't plan to do it. So, yeah. Interesting. Hope, hope something comes out of, of that idea. But yeah, just moving forward, is there anything that um, you would like to raise or is there anything that I didn't um, bring up? Well, I, you know, I was thinking because... To be honest, I'm really honor, uh, honored to be in your in your podcast, especially because it's called Young Leaders, right? And I was thinking, okay, am I really a leader? And I think there are different types of leaders. And if I am a leader, and this is what I want to share in this podcast is, you can be a leader when you motivate your friends, your colleagues, your environment if i am a leader now is because of my energy when i go to work i really have good energy around me and i motivate them i make the i enable them to be better and i think you can be a leader in 
any aspect of your life with your friends, with your family, with your colleagues. You don't have to be an entrepreneur, but you, have, you work in a company and you have a team. So you can be this person who brings a nice spirit to the team and motivates them to do their job in the best way possible and to enjoy the ride. Not only do the task that you have to do, but enjoy the process. So what I wanted to share is that, that everybody could be a leader in their own uh, environment with their energy, with their motivation, with their uh, fun, you know, their stupid jokes also. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's also I wanted to sh- something I wanted to share. Yeah, th- thanks so much for sharing that. I think I, I, I really like that. I think it's a very nice um, way to put everything together i mean definitely right everybody can be a leader in their own rights and there's always something unique about everyone out there that they are able to share to to everyone else and exactly yeah i just like to end off by asking this last question which is what does success look like to you well this is a tricky question because success could be anything but for me really is being happy with what you are doing. If what you're doing, the moment that you are doing it, you are with a smile in your face, I think you are successful. Of course, being like successful has different tires and you need to be, um, has ambition. You, You need to have ambition for the future and you cannot be always, okay, I'm happy with this. I am smiling. I am successful. No, but if you have ambitions, then you can try to, to climb this stair of your personal goals or professional goals. But every time that you are doing something, do it in a happy way, you know, and being happy with what you are doing. So I think that's been successful for me. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, I think I will just end off um, with that last question. Thank you so much for your time, Roberto. And I really enjoyed um, having our chat with you. Hope something comes out of your idea and we'll hear about, hear about it soon. Thank you. Thank you. I will let you know. If nothing comes uh, from that, it, it has been fun anyway. Um, I'm happy to support other entrepreneurs anyway in my daily life. And also like you, you know, like I've been part of this. I think you're doing a great job. It's really motiva- motivating to see so many people participating and you're able to engage and promote all these young talents. So congratulations for that. Keep up the, the good work and happy to stay in touch. Yeah, thank you so much for that. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Learning with Young Leaders. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit sakoniorigino.com slash podcast for more resources based on today's topic. That's sakoniorigino.com slash podcast. Until next time, stay curious, keep learning.